back again. How are we all doing, guys? We are now in the month of May, and uh, yeah, summer is supposed to be around the corner somewhere. I don't know quite where because it's still cold, as I recall today. Uh, I tried to go outside, and it was just a complete epic fail. So either Doug Ford has figured out a way to also keep it with the sun <laughs> and put that on lockdown, or this is going to be one of the worst summers ever. Eh, I doubt it. Uh, just being dramatic there. Quick thing to mention, I have been vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I've been vaccinated. So I'm ecstatic for that. Um, so I got my shot on Wednesday. I was scheduled, I registered to take the shot on Monday. Um, Ontario opened out the booking system for anyone who was 18 plus in a hotspot. And I had the fortune of being in a hotspot in Ottawa, which meant I could register for taking the vaccine anywhere in Ontario. And well, I decided to get my shot. Like two days later, I could have even picked the same day, but I decided against that. I wanted to, you know, take my time and get myself situated. You know, once I got the shot on Wednesday, I I got back to my house and I just like, you know, got an opportunity to rest and I just took the rest of the day off. And, you know, one of the things I thought about, I told my manager, I told my manager, like I, I spoke to him, like, hey, I'm going to get my shot. Um, I'm going to take the rest of the day off if that's okay. Uh, I'm still not sure if sick leave would have covered it or not because Ontario hasn't figured that out completely. At least not enough to the point where I could have used it, at least not that I'm aware of. But they still gave me the day off anyways. And I, and one of the things I realized in that moment, like literally after I taken the day off and just continued to rest was how Canadian kindness is a thing that people know about but don't actively talk about. And it's something that I realize we do as a people in Canada. And it is not actively you know, promoted. Canadians, again, want for, for clarity. There are some shitty people. Anywhere you go, there are shitty people. I don't want to over, overstress this enough. Anywhere you go, there are always going to be unsavory characters of any kind. Within any group, within any race, within any group of people, you just find a way to have pockets of unsavory behavior. However, as a group, I have found in my extensive time in Canada, that on average, Canadians are nice people. I've had very interesting scenarios in general that have happened to me that just, you know, now that I have an opportunity to think back, I realize the niceness and the openness, the friendliness, the welcoming behavior of Canadians. Of course, work is one of them where Literally, you can take time off when you need, if it's for a mental break, if it's for, you know, you're not, you're not up to it, you're feeling sick, family reason, children, the ease with which people come into meetings, hey, my kids, and again, understandably, in the middle of COVID, people have extended even more grace, where people will come into meetings, hey guys, um, my kids are going to be home all day tomorrow, I'm going to work a half day. This has happened across my current job, my previous job and the job I had before that. Again, so it's not just a pandemic thing. Obviously, the pandemic even extended more grace. But even before that, people understandably will give you time off for your children and what have you. Do want to stress, it's not in all scenarios, but this is what I have seen. 
when you think about Canada, for example, one quick, as a, as a group, as an example, I remember the Syrian refugee situation when Syria was going through a huge thing with ISIS and all these refugees were getting displaced. Canada was one of the f- couple of countries that not only took in refugees, but gave them a path to citizenship. I remember I was listening on my way while I was driving from Ottawa to Toronto, how Denmark was revoking the temporary status of Syrian refugees. So Denmark is now going to reverse the temporary state because according to them, Syria is safe enough for refugees to return back. And again, this was when I was listening coming in. I have not followed up on that story. I don't care because it's not my country at the end of the day. But my point was, Canada wouldn't do something like that. Like, where is it known that Syria is now safe enough for refugees to return back? Keep in mind, Denmark is one of the first in Europe to do this. So how did they get to the conclusion that no one else has gotten to that Syria is safe enough? And you would imagine that Denmark is one of the, you know, liberal places in the world. Or, you know, Scandinavia is known for being liberal. Like they've got, you know, free tuition and all those kind of things. And yet, they themselves are doing something like that. Not to say they're not nice, that's not my point. The point here is, Canada wouldn't do stuff like that. Like who, you know? So that aside, there's so many times that people have been shitty to me, all right? I've worked in, you know, minimum wage jobs. I've worked in, you know, professional jobs. I've worked in, you know, entry-level jobs when you're starting out from university. I've worked in jobs that just retail, not minimum wage, but just retail. I have seen some really mean people, especially when you're in entry-level or, you know, when you are minimum wage. I've seen really, really mean people who would essentially break your spirits if you're not careful. But that notwithstanding, there have been some very, very kind people. I remember, for example, I just come to Canada. I had been in Hamilton, Ontario, for just about, what, four, five-ish months. And the the arrangement I had at the time, keep in mind, I was really, really young. So I was like, maybe 16, 17, 17, I think it was, 17. So I was just going on to 18. And there was this couple I was living with at the time. Um, So the arrangement was you would live with them. um, My school would pay them to house me and feed me. And essentially I would just go to school like normal. And then once I was done in school, the goal was I would then go find my own place, whatever, whatever. Or at least go to university. So this was grade 12. And I was living with these people. And I remember they wouldn't give me a key to the house at that time. Because the expectation was I would be home whenever they were home. And for the most part, if I remember correctly, they were going to be home anyways. So that was the arrangement. So I didn't get keys. And I, was, and I always felt that was a little unnecessary considering I'm paying to live here, obviously indirectly through the school. But if I'm paying to live here, I should have a key. Like, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. But again, understandably, I recognize I wasn't in a place of power to negotiate with someone who my school was paying and I can't argue with them and the school because they don't have a direct relationship with me. They have a direct relationship with my school. But anyways, long story short, I came home one day, I had just gone shopping. It was my first time trying to buy winter clothes and winter gear and it was starting to get cold. And I remember I came home and the door was locked. You know, pressed the bell, couldn't reach anybody. And I had the unfortunate 
thing situation of my parents also felt like I was a little too young to have a phone by myself. Um, so I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't go hang with my friends because they wouldn't know when to expect me. So I remember I just said, well, I mean, I'm here. I'm going to endure this. Um, it is what it is. So it was starting to get cold. I had just bought winter gear. So I was like, all right, well, I, I mean, lucky for me, perfect timing. I just going to buy winter gear, came back. This is evening around maybe like six o'clock, seven o'clock. I'm just, I'm like, all right, well, I can figure my way into the backyard because, you know, you can always go through the side door, get into the backyard and just sit there. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to just sit in front of the door. So I'm just going to sit at the back of the house and just chill there because I'm aware now that I, I can't just be sitting on random porches because people are going to be like, uh, what are you doing here? Do you belong here? Um, no one's home. Why are you outside? Again, I'm new to the area. I don't know anybody and I'm low-key scared. So I sit, go and sit at the back. Um, lucky for me, the entrance into the backyard is open. Um, can't enter through the back door. So it's locked both in the front and the back. And so I'm just sitting there watching the day go by. And a neighbor saw me in the backyard, just randomly sitting there. And this gentleman, older black guy, he just reaches over the fence. He just, hey, young man, how are you doing? I'm like, well, sir, how are you? And he's like, yeah, I noticed you were sitting here all by yourself. Is something wrong? I'm like, oh no, nothing's wrong. Um, I just don't have keys and you know, the house is locked. So unfortunately I have to wait. And he's like, oh, um, are you hungry? Now, if you know me, <laughs> <we're> long, <laughs> like even when I was young, I was like me and food, heavy <laughs> thing. Um, but all that aside, I was actually hungry because I had, again, just gone shopping. In my mind, I was going to come back home put my clothing away, eat, and then just take a nap, right? Or something. And this guy's just like, are you hungry? And initially, and the Nigerian in me has learned that you don't take food from strangers. You don't take food from anybody. But my goodness, I was hungry. So home training, I had to go out the window. And I was like, yes, sir, I'm hungry. I am hungry, please help. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. And so he's like, oh, you know what's funny? I, on my way home, I bought to chalet. And for whatever reason, I wanted to take it home to eat. And I got home and lost my appetite. And I feel like maybe God made me buy this food at the time so that you would eat it. And I was like, wow. Um, well, thanks. I appreciate that. But, you know. And so he gave me this food and I wolfed this thing down. Completely just wolfed it. And I was like, so by the time I was done, I noticed now my sense has come back because I'm just hungry as hell. <laughs> I can't think straight, can't talk straight. So I've eaten and I'm like super appreciative of that kindness. Just like, you don't know me. You saw I was just chilling at the back, offered me food, like literally a fresh plate of Swiss chalet. And I think that was the first time I ever had Swiss chalet. And so every time I see Swiss chalet, I remember that old guy who just like literally came to my rescue, just fed me while I was hungry, didn't know who I was, didn't know anything, just out of the kindness of his heart because he saw me out the back of his house and I was just chilling there. So that was one example. And then that one is just even the random times where like, if you get on the bus, usually you're supposed to pay with coins, right? So you pay however much it was. And I remember way back when I think it was like $3.45 at some point. And there'd be moments, young guy, I have no clue, one, what the coins are. And number two, even when I didn't know what the coins were, there would be times where I was just short. Because as you imagine, I'm chasing everything down, trying to figure out my money, trying to figure out my life in Canada. And I remember there was this bus driver in Hamilton that literally he would see me all the time. 
And then it got to a point where like literally I get on the bus and one day I was just like, I don't have enough. I think it was like maybe again, either two two twenty in Hamilton and then in Ottawa when I joined was three forty five. Some something around those numbers. But I knew I didn't have enough one time. And I just looked and I'm like, look, honestly, I I don't have enough, man. Can I just get a ride home? I'm trying to go home. He's just like, no, for sure, just ride on. Don't worry about it. And how like again, to me, this is a mind blowing concept. Like, what? It's like, yeah, I see you all the time. It's okay. Don't worry, I'll, I'm, it's fine. Now I'm petrified because in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, if I don't try this, I can't go home. So I've had someone like, again, this is like my first year of being in Canada. So I've had someone literally feed me out of the blue. Didn't know who I was, didn't know anything about me. I've had a bus driver who's just out of, either seeing me all the time or even just feeling pity for me, I guess. It's like this kid is trying to get home, doesn't have enough money, ride on. So in my mind, I'm like, I've already felt like, okay, you know what? So at some point in the future, I, maybe I might pa- pass on this kindness, maybe, but for now, it's nice to know that there are some kind people in the world. And then the one that like, even like, I really appreciated and has set me on my own track in my life. There was a guy, or at least maybe not even just one guy, a group of people, my first job out of undergrad. I'm a software developer at this point, right? I'm like, I write code. I've gone to school for engineering. So I, I understand what's going on with software. And I remember, I remember like a year, a year and a half, two years, I had gotten close with, you know, my manager, my director, the VPs, because I'm a pretty social person. I try to get out there, meet people. I mean, what's the point of staying in your own bubble, right? And I remember even when I was interviewing, he, this guy, and, I'm, and I know, I, he, he sat me down. He's like, okay, look, honestly, we're going to hire you. I just want you to know we're going to hire you. We think we like the way you think and we think that there's an opportunity here for us and you're going to do a good job. But he just gave me advice around like, instead of setting up your career, unsolicited advice, in your 20s is where you're at now. I, I highly recommend you try everything. Try as many things as you can because you might think the skill you're developing now or the skill set you have now is it, but your 20s are the opportunity to discover what other skill sets you might have. You are lucky you're in a position where you should have enough to survive and at least, you know, do some things, but don't spend all your 20s doing only this thing that you think you're good at. There might be other things. Discover what that is now. In your 30s, once you've discovered what that is, it is now the time to start leveraging what that is and building up some mastery in your 30s. Quickly get to mastery in your 30s. In your 40s, it's no longer about mastery, but about maximizing your income potential. Do that, and I guarantee you have a great career. And again, unsolicited advice. Keep in mind, I do know that Canadians don't greet, and they don't talk to you, they don't... But this guy was just like, he sat me down, just talked to me, like as if like, look, man, I know you're, you're new to the game. Let me give you some free game. And so two years down the line, he pulls me aside. And I don't even think he remembers this initial conversation that he had with me. But obviously I remember it very well because it set me up for so much. Two years down the line, another director and this other guy were talking. And he looked at me and he's like, okay, totally. let, me, let me tell you something. As a software developer, you do a good job. Okay. You do a good job. Like there's no, there's no denying it. There's no denying your enthusiasm for software. There's no denying your enthusiasm to be among us. There's no denying your enthusiasm for being alive. And we really like that, especially in this team, you bring this energy to our team. 
we pay you to be a software developer and you do a decent job. My question to you is, are you going to be great at this thing? And based on what I've seen, this is not to make you feel any bad or anything like that. Based on what I've seen, you will be an okay software developer. Okay. You will be okay. Like, you know, you're going to do a job. We're going to get paid. You'll be all right. Cool. But if you want to be great at something, that these are the skill sets, and he walks me through them. That these are the skill sets that I've noticed. And I really think if you find a career that leverages these other strengths, in addition to this software thing that you know, if you don't have to write code every day, I really think you have a chance to have a great career at these other opportunities that you can leverage. And again, this is free game. This might just pull me aside. Keep in mind, I understand that fortune favors the bold, for sure. But man, you need some luck along the way. And so this guy, remember, doesn't know my background. I mean, obviously, after having worked with him, he knows my background now. But initially, didn't know who I was, didn't know anything about me. Just like, you're working here. Cool. We'll, you know, we'll mentor you. We'll do whatever we need to do. We'll get you, get you paid. You'll be alive. You'll be all right. But just out of, I don't know what it is. Is that, is that like, is that, I, don't, I think it's kindness personally. But just free advice. Like, hey, I, man, you really have a chance to be great at something else. This isn't, and it's not to say we want you to leave. That's not the point. Because if, if, if you want to be a dev all your life, that's cool. This is fine. But it doesn't even seem like that's where you, you want to be anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the other things I've seen and I've noticed. And obviously now this is what, six years after the fact, I think, six years down the line. And every time I think about it, I was like, that was amazing advice. It was very kind for him to take his time to even observe who I was in the workplace and even just tell me, because for all he cares, uh, I'm, the boy's paid, I'm paying him, he does his salary, never late. Eh, he'll be fine, he'll figure his life out. But no, 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 out of his way, brought me a, And Again, even that has spurred on other things. I remember I've also gotten um, other opportunities from other people in, in um, other places where they've sat me down and talked to me and given me advice. And I've always just felt like, wow, people are super, like, again, there's people who will give you unnecessary advice. And obviously you should, you should ignore Anybody that just, you know, comes and tells you whatever, whatever, whatever they feel. Um, obviously, you have to have the, the fortitude to know when some people just aren't minding their business. Or, you know, big boring, as we call it where I'm from. There are those people who just say things for the sake of saying them and it has no value, no credence, no nothing, no... Just like, what? There are those. And that is everywhere. But for the amount of people who have given me an opportunity to get better... One, either physically <laughs> through food <laughs> or just like randomly. Like even I remember my last place that I rented in Ottawa, I remember our neighbor used to help us cut the grass. Just like, oh, hey guys, um, I cut your grass for you. I hope that's okay. What? What do you mean that you hope is okay? Please cut it. Cut it, please, 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 please. Help me cut it. Cut it. Ah, no, 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 no. What? You want me to cut my grass? Thank you. They would help me shovel the snow. They would, I was just like, guys, so I remember even before we left and whatever, I baked them cookies, I gave them a bottle of wine and all this kind of thing. It was just amazing people in this country. 
like in so many different areas, just randomly nice. They, they don't imagine you, they will ever get the opportunity to be paid back, whatever, but just look out for you. Like my school, I remember even getting into my master's program. People just like, look out, is everything okay? And again, don't get me wrong. I fully understand that some of it was, I've paid school fees. Sure. But I've been to other places where I've paid school fees and they didn't care. So, you know, like people just check out, like, hey, we haven't seen you around. Is everything okay? Oh yeah, no, 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 I just wasn't feeling well this weekend. Oh great, okay, no problem. Oh hey, we thought you might like this. What do you think of this opportunity? And people were there just proactively kind. Oh, man. That's in itself, like, ah, Canada, man. It's just a wonder, again, for me, considering the things I have experienced, again, fully expect and understand that, you know, I've been in places where people have treated me less than, I understand that, in the same Canada. But I chose to focus today on just a lot of the nice things that have happened where people didn't need to be nice to me and they just went out of their way to look out for me. So shout out to all my people at Cranesville <laughs> who helped me out. Neighbors both on the left side, right side and in front of my house literally would help me out with cutting grass, literally bring me food sometimes. Um, you know, they'd shovel the snow and if you know me on winter I don't I mean I've talked about it in another podcast I believe that's maybe even maybe it was even early in like top 10 or first 10 or whatever you know those guys super amazing um some of the friends I've had I've had people literally move me without even any prompting just like oh hey I heard you're moving I'm coming to help I've had people like literally volunteer their trucks <laughs> like what what like, you know, when people are so kind to you, you're almost like, you're wondering like, what's going on here? That is kind of, and I've gotten used to it so, so much so that like, when I do it back to others, I don't feel any, like I'm doing too much. No, 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 no. Like I know what I've experienced. I know what people have done for me. There is no chance that whenever I get the opportunity to repay back, or at least to give someone else some measure of kindness, I won't take it because God knows, being in this country by myself for such a long time, I've had an extreme amount of luck, extreme amount of favor, but certainly a lot of kindness shown my way. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you next week. Stay safe. If you can get the vaccine, get it so that we can all go have fun this summer. I will see you soon. Peace.